Welcome back, my friends, to the podcast that never ends. We're so glad you could attend. Come inside, come inside. I am Joe Spiegel. Mike's other one. Right there. Right there. All right. Uh, this is Mike's Flick of the Week. What you got? Um, there's a James Bond marathon on Stars. Stars. And, like, Never Say Never Again has played, like, at least three times in the last uh, 24 hours. God damn. Yeah. So they're never saying never again. Yeah. Um, so, so... I watched for your eyes only, and look, I love James Bond. I love the entire franchise. Um, I grew up on the Roger Moore James Bond ones, the James Bond James Bond ones. That's good for me. Speak a good English. <laughs> the James Bond movies. Um, I didn't care for Timothy Dalton. Pierce Brosnan was much better. Well, yeah, I just the movie sucked after Goldeneye. Well, I you know, I mean, I thought the world would or what was the last one? Die another day. Maybe die another day. I don't know, the that one where the tank chase happened. The tank chase is in Goldeneye. No, there was another one. The Goldeneye was good, but Cause he, cause one he stole of these, a tank out of the Kremlin. One of these two um were were better than Die the Die Another Day is the one that had that horrifically bad CG scene where he's um He's parasailing or paragliding, and he's got um, skis on, either oh, a yeah, snowboard yeah, yeah. or snow skis. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, but, I mean, um, I prefer Connery and uh, I was going to call him Daniel Day-Lewis, but it's not. It's And Roger Moore. No. Listen to him on the words coming out of my mouth. Roger Craig. <laughs> Again, listen to the words coming out of my mouth before you react. Sean Connery. Him. Okay. I, uh, yeah, why, Logan Lucky. I got you. Yeah. Why, why the fuck can I not? Huh. Interesting. Um, Daniel Craig. Yes. Those are my two favorite Bonds. Um, I love 2006's Casino Royale. But as you, if you've never, if you've never grown up in the 80s, if you haven't grown up in the 80s, which some of you haven't, let me rephrase that. Having grown up in the 80s, watching the, these James Bond movies for your eyes, only which came out in 81, Octopussy in 83, Never Say Never Again, you wanted to see these movies because they were action-y, adventure-y, but they also had this, they had this weird sense of camp and style. Yeah. You know, you know, you always had, the, you know, the pussy galores or the Xena on the tops or whatever. But on as you... As you're watching the movies, as as you move into an older age, as you're watching the movies, it's just like, how many bad puns and how many bad jokes and how many dumb characters can they have in these movies? And the problem with these movies stems from the fact that it was lazy writing. Um, if you watch all the Sean Connery movies. That wasn't lazy writing. Those guys did a really, really good job. And I'm not saying all the Sean... I'm talking about every movie, every Bond movie up until like night, like Moonraker. So from Moonraker through the Timothy Dalton movies and all but one of the Pierce Brosnan movies. Yeah, okay. all the way up to Goldeneye. Yeah. <clears throat> so Golden, you know, and then the Daniel Craig stuff is fine. But here's the, here's the issue. Okay, so you have... Um, Melina Havelock, 
uh, Chaim Topol as Topol, uh, Julian Glover as Aristotle Christados, uh, Lynn Holly Johnson as BB Doll, BB Doll. There's an, there's one right there. Uh, Michael Goddard as Emil Leopold, Cassandra Harris as Countess Liesl von Schlaff. And I'm sure that that's, uh, hmm. that's something that, you know. Suggestive. Yeah. Uh, John Wyman, Desmond Llewellyn, always as Q. Moreno. Um, Apostis. Uh, I'm just, I'm going through some of the bald villain in wheelchair. John Hollis, voiced by Robert Rietti. Uh, Bob Simmons, who previously portrayed B- Bond in the gun barrel sequence in the first three films, and Spectre agent Colonel Jacques Bouvard in Thunderball. Um, For Your Eyes Only isn't a bad movie. It's just not, it doesn't stand the test of time. It doesn't, it doesn't stand up to the Sean Connery stuff. Yeah. There is something about the Sean Connery movies and, and, Everything prior to Moonraker, I should say. There was something about those movies that oozed cool. Live and Let Die was based in the swamps, was based in Louisiana, you know. Uh, and it, it touched on voodoo magic. And the Bond went all over the world on Her Majesty's Secret Service or Thunderball or anything else like that. He, he, he was cool, calm, and collected. He didn't. He, he he put up with nobody's shit. Yeah. He didn't care about it if you you if you knew his name or not. You know. It. He never let let on that he was uh, a secret agent. He was always James Bond. Whatever. Right. Whatever his whatever his background was. Well, <clears throat> the the this movie starts off when there's a um, there's a ship. It's called the Saint George. And it's um, it holds an automatic tracking attack communicator. It's a system used by the Ministry of Defense to communicate with and coordinate the <coughs> Royal Navy's fleet of Polaris submarines. And it sunk after accidentally trawling an old naval mine in the Ionian Sea. So Bond has to go and check it out, and they need to retrieve the attack before the Soviets uh, can get their hands on it. Uh, the head of the KGB, General Gogol, who will move on into the next one, I believe he's also in. Uh, um, the, uh, the the octopusy, um, the spy. He was in Spy Who Loved Me, Moonraker, For Your Right, Yeah, Octopussy, A View to a Kill, and his final appearance was in The Living Daylights. Um, he's actually a really good actor, and I like him. Um, I like the, how they had Robbie Coltrane's character in a few of the Brosnan ones. Yeah, and then um, my so they had Felix Leiter in this one as well. But the problem with Felix Leiter is if you watch or read any of the books, Felix Leiter is not, it is not the same character that they have in the movies. He's Felix Leiter is the CIA version of James Bond. Yeah. He's a fucking badass. And, um, they killed him off like in one of the Timothy Dalton movies, like the living daylights. He got eaten by a shark. So it was the second one, the second Timothy Dalton. So movie. John Terry's character got killed off. Or no, John Terry's was in the uh, Brosnan. Oh, no, I'll wait. Yeah, no, okay. Yeah. Yeah, John Terry. Um, uh, the, yeah, he was in The Living Daylights. So, um, but for your eyes only, like if you're watching these movies, the problem again with these movies is that they don't take themselves seriously. Like, prior to Moonraker, everything was becomes a pun with Roger Moore or, or a joke. 
like in Octopussy, one of his contacts that works at the India station, he's he's a, he's being a snake charmer, you know, because it's easier just to blend in with the locals because he's a local, but it's easier just to blend in and 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 do the stereotypical bullshit so that nobody really pays attention to you. And he's got the snake charmer horn and everything else. And as they end up at Bond's um, uh, hotel, Bond gives him his snake charmer horn. And he goes, yeah, um, you may want us to play with your asp, you know. It's, it's a dumb joke. Yeah. It's, it's, not even, it's not even a witty joke. It's lazy. <laughs> it's lazy writing. Yeah. And that's the problem that has been going on with that, that, that was going on with these movies. Yeah, it's supposed <clears throat> to be sophisticated. Absolutely. And, I mean, Roger Moore brought a new level of sophistication to these movies. The problem is is that they didn't take it seriously. Roger Moore could have been a fucking outstanding James Bond, but he just, he was just kind of, eh. He's meh. I, you know, he like, was my like, favorite. It's like but the Canon Films version of James Bond. No. <laughs> Come on. No. He's a, it's just, For Your Eyes only followed a grittier, more realistic approach and a narrative theme of revenge and its consequences. Mm, I guess. I mean, it starts off really cool, and there's a, there's a female um, hero in it. So, oh, um, so basically the story is, is it's a revenge story. Um, one of the agents that knows where this attack thing is, he gets killed before he's able to send the message back to MI6. Yeah. His daughter is on board the, the ship with them or at the house or wherever in Greece, <laughs> and she's going to go after these people. So that whole movie is, this whole movie is based off of this revenge plot. And Bond gets involved with this revenge plot. Again, this movie would have worked if it weren't a James Bond movie. But when you throw Roger Moore into the whole thing, it becomes almost farcical. (laughs) And I'm sorry to say that, but like his his ideas, his his dealing, his acting, the way that he moves, everything else doesn't feel athletic. Like, Roger Moore grew up a rich white kid yeah. that has no athletic genes whatsoever in him. He just got lucky. Just sit back and drink a cognac. Yeah, he, he just got lucky, right? He got lucky genes. Yeah. Whereas you you believe Sean Connery. I do like, like, Roger Moore and Timothy Dalton are two guys that you can't believe as James Bond. Because there's no, there's no real charisma there. There's no James Bond charisma, is what I'm saying. Okay. Like, as actors, they're fine, separately. You know, whatever, and whatever they want to do. Roger Moore's an aristocrat, right? You know, again, rich white guy. That's what, that's what he, he, but he, he was also in The Saint. You know, he was great in The Saint, the TV show. But Timothy Dalton, who was in Flash Gordon was great in Flash Gordon because he looks like Errol Flynn, right? <laughs> yeah, I can see that. And he was great in The Rocketeer because he fucking played Errol Flynn and, and a couple of other f- of these movies that he did. Hot Fuzz. He was good in Hot Fuzz. Yeah, and, and, but he's not James Bond. You need a charismatic 
guy, and and that guy is Sean Connery or Daniel Craig. Pierce Brosnan, okay, I could see that, but there's problems with the Pierce Brosnan James Bond movies, you know, because I'm actually going to do this as a series type of thing, but there's problems with the James Bond, with the Pierce Brosnan movies, because then you get into the technology side. So you can see an evolution where you have great acting and good writing to just take the easy way out to, okay, maybe we fucked up and now we got to get a new James Bond, but we don't know where to start. So let's just scrap the whole fucking series and, and, and water it down and PC it up. And then we'll get Timothy Dalton to do it. And then when they want to make it more of a, a yeah. grittier whatever, they get Pierce Brosnan. And then when they want to get back to the, what the series is really about, they bring in Daniel Craig. Yeah. Right? And if you just cut out all that other shit and then take the Daniel Craig ones and stick them together with the, with the Sean Connery ones, you have a great series it's already. Good, it's a good bookend. Yeah. And then that middle stuff, with the exception of The World Is Not Enough, with that middle stuff, it's... It's meh. It's filler. Yeah, it's total filler, and and that's the problem with For Your Eyes Only. That's the problem with Octopussy, but I'll get into Octopussy on another show. Um, For Your Eyes Only is a decent James Bond movie. It's probably one of the better ones because it deals with this whole revenge thing. It's not as it's not as as punny. It's not as you know uh, badly written, lazy joke writing type of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it it there's there's a lot there's a lot better uh, action sequences and yada yada yada. So I I I recommend this movie not highly. I recommend it because it's part of the James Bond series and it's part of my past of going to see movies like this. Yeah. And I think that uh, this is a, a if you like the Roger Moore stuff, this is a good entry point. Um, because Moonraker's eh. to live and let die, yes. You can watch To Live and Let Die, then you can watch For Your Eyes Only. So, but I haven't gone over To Live and Let Die yet. So, and in fact, that's probably one of my favorite Roger Moore movies. So, there you go. Um, it's a recommend, but you know, after you've watched a couple of other movies uh, in the James Bond series. Yeah, I could never. I, I tried to get into those, man, because I, I, you know, I don't want to say I'm a James Bond fan and then not have seen all the movies, right? Right. So I, you know, I started. I tried to start off with the um, all the Conneries, and I, I, some something happened where I didn't get to watch them all. But um, how many were? How many was Connery in? Like nine? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, seven. Okay. So yeah, I. I mean, the problem with me was that even though I saw parts of License to Kill in theaters when I was a kid. Um, I still wasn't into that shit at the time, so I didn't I didn't watch it, but I didn't fully watch it. I didn't start getting into James Bond until till uh, Goldeneye in ninety five with Pierce Brosnan. Right. And so that's that's my beginning Bond technically. And going back from there, it's difficult because you've seen so many spy movies that have been done now that have milked off of the whole James Bond thing that when you go back, like the for the, for me, the first time watching, you know, Sean Connery's and and George Lazenby and Roger Moore, it just doesn't hit like it should hit like a lot of the hardcore James Bond fans, because like for the reasons I just told you, you know, it's kind of like 
I got used to this Bond being like this, you know, with the with the uh, the Brosnan and the Daniel Craig type stuff. So it's, you know, I, I respect that shit. I do, especially uh, especially the the Connery stuff. But it just does not fucking hit me the same way. Yeah, you know, I, I regretfully. Well, that's your fault. You know. <laughs> No, you know what? It's it's different for everybody, but to watch... Like, the reason why I like Live and Let Die better than all the other uh, Roger Moore movies is I think it's because it's based in the United States. And, and they, you like wings. And what? You like wings. No. It's because of... It's um, it's got the crisp and clean and no caffeine guy in it. <laughs> it does. I think he's dead now, but Jeffrey Holder. No, oh yeah, yeah, he was a boomerang. Are you sure you want that soft drink? Why? A Seven Up might be nice. Why? I like it. Why? Seven Up is light and refreshing, crisp and clean, and no caffeine. Never had it, never will. All of these other soft drinks have caffeine. Why? 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 Good question. <laughs> Don't you feel good? <laughs> Jeffrey Holder is one of those actors I would have liked to have seen in more things. Yeah. You know, I loved him in Boomerang. This is where they grow 7-Up. And from these, 7-Up gets its natural, light, refreshing taste. Crisp and clean and no caffeine. <laughs> never had it, never will. Now you... Ha-ha. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. Yeah, so, and, and I think it's because I like, I like the character that he played um, in... In that in that movie, yeah. Um, hold on, I'll find it for you. It's kind of like Baron Smetty, but yeah. In fact, it is Baron Smetty, <laughs> uh, Kananga's henchman who ties Baron Smetty was actually a uh, a real guy. Uh, Bawan Samdi uh, is one of the loa of Haitian voodoo. Smetty is a loa of the dead, along with Baron's numerous other incantations: Baron Sumitri, Baron Lacroix, Baron Criminal. Uh, criminal, and then he is it Croy or Croix? La Croix, I say Croy, La Croix. Croy. He was uh, syncretized with Saint Martin de Porres, or Pare, Pare, yeah, Pare. Uh, he is the head of the Guidi family of Loa. His wife is the Loa of Mom and Brigitte. Uh, Loa is a god of types, a spirit um, of Haitian and voodoo, Haitian voodoo and Louisiana voodoo uh, mysteries and the Invisibles and our intermediaries. Intermediaries between the Bondi or Bondu, meaning go, uh, good God, the supreme creator who is, a di- who is distant from the world. And in fact, this uh, actually all runs together from um, uh, World of Warcraft, which is weird. So, anyways, uh, the Baron Samedi uh, is the character that he plays. And if you're a World of Warcraft fan, you will know that Baron Samedi and Bonsamdi are based on the same guys. So. All right. That's it. That's that. That's all I got. Yeah, I I recommend it. Um, uh, I recommend for your eyes only. But if you're gonna watch any of the Bond movies, then you should probably start with. If you're gonna watch any of the Roger Moore Bond movies, uh, I would highly recommend Live and Let Die. That's the first one, right? With him. Yeah, Live and Let Die, and then uh, maybe The Spy Who Loved Me. Go from there. All right. All right.
That's all I got. Okay. Bye. Bye. Adi.